stoner when whenever you have a lighter in every place you go. You have an emergency lighter. For instance, I have a lighter in my room, in the dining room, in my car. Uh, I have it in like, I think three places in my car. Just, just a little emergency lighter for when I need to get emergency stone. Oh. <clears throat> I'm also looking at my rolling tray right now. And I have two unfinished bowls of weed. Man, this podcast is exposing a lot of my personal life that I never really shared with my relatives. My main friends pretty much know me as a pot smoker. I don't know if I would necessarily call myself a stoner, though. Because... Uh, I, <clears throat> well, let's see, it's one fifteen in the afternoon, it's a Saturday, I don't have plans to do anything else the rest of the day, this morning, I read for about an hour and a half, I took notes on what I read, I did some coding, I had a very productive morning, I door dashed for a little bit. I had no customers, but I went driving, hoping to find customers. Didn't, but I I went out there and did it. So I did a lot of things this morning. So now I'm I'm chilling. My days my days done pretty much. So I'm just gonna get high. That's what I do. That's what I do. And. When I'm high, I'm still going to read later. I'm still going to take more notes. Because the main argument uh, with people who are against weed is that it makes you lazy, which is valid. That's a pretty valid argument. There, There are some other ones we could talk about, too, but let's focus on this one because... When I first started smoking weed, which I'll admit it was I was I was 15, I couldn't even drive yet. My mom dropped me off at a friend's house and she didn't know what we were going to be doing, but I did. And yeah, we got high. So I was 15 when I started smoking weed, which I'll admit that's that's too early. 15 is very early to start smoking because well, first of all, you're just, that's just really young to having your chemicals manipulated like that. Your brain doesn't stop fully developing until you're 25. So I started smoking weed 10 years before my brain. I'm not, my brain's not even finished, apparently. I'm 23 right now. So I'm still getting high and <laughs> at a very, early age, arguably. So, yeah, that's the first reason why you shouldn't start smoking early on like that. You could even make, you could make the same argument for drinking, being 21 and drinking. Um, but 
as far as weed, that's the first reason why you shouldn't start so young. And the second reason is that you're you're stupid. When you're 15, you don't know how to you don't understand moderation. You know, you're new to all these different indulgences and you just don't know how to regulate yourself. And that's that's where my issues came in because I was getting high a lot back in high school. Like too much <laughs> it got to the point where that's all I was doing for a couple months. Oh I, I wasn't being productive. You know, I was I was becoming more impatient to my responsibilities that I had to do. And it took me a while to get out of that rut. I eventually did. It was funny enough, it was weed that brought me out of that because you know weed depending on what you're smoking, you know, you can get a little paranoid and self-analytical. And that's what happened. I was smoking weed and it, it triggered this thought that I'm wasting my life. I'm wasting my potential. And all that good stuff. Sorry, I got a text. I got distracted. Um, but yeah, I was, I finally had the realization that I was wasting time getting high all the time. I didn't stop smoking weed, but I greatly decreased the amount I was smoking and the time of the day I was smoking. That's the bigger issue. It's not so much that you're smoking weed. It's really how much you're doing and when when you're doing it. That's the main one. I stopped getting high before... All my chores are over. So if I if I was going to be busy until 8 o'clock at night, I wouldn't get high until 8.01. Or I wouldn't allow myself to get high until 8.01. You know, uh, just, I'm sorry if I'm saying uh a lot. Like, you, we all know this. I, I wing these podcasts. So... I'm always I'm constantly thinking about what to say next. I didn't know I was going to be talking about weed when I started recording, but here I am talking about weed, and you know, smoking. But uh, after a while, I mean, at first weed was a burden, and I didn't. It took me a while to understand that, but now weed is more of a tool. Weed can very well much be a tool. <clears throat> like, it's it's very good for getting your creative juices flowing. And that's that's partly why I smoke every time I decide to do a podcast. Because it's it's kind of a good icebreaker. And it's easy to, like, get lost in thought when you're high. I don't... I hate people who who dismiss it but have never tried it. I mean, it's a little bit more understandable with meth, you know, something chemically constructed, artificially constructed. But what's that quote like? If it grows from the ground, it's probably okay. More or less. I don't. I wouldn't say that's exclusive. 
But with weed, that's the case. <clears throat> One thing I don't get with weed culture is we just constantly want to make it stronger and stronger. It just gets more and more powerful each year to the point where we're all going to be fucking schizophrenics in 10 years, man. Like, I I get people who who have, like, chronic illnesses and have a lot of pain. You know, you want stronger weed because, after a while, you just get you get uh immune you get used to the the lower potency so you you need to keep getting it stronger otherwise you're still going to be in pain but for people like me i i smoke because i just like getting high i'll uh, there, there's medical benefits for smoking weed but i have none of those issues to where i need weed i just i just like it i just want to smoke weed it's fun. Uh, but for people like me, too much THC is it's bad. It just it doesn't I don't have a good time when I'm smoking too much weed. Or not too much weed, but too much uh THC levels. I think what I'm smoking now is twenty one point fifty six percent. No CBD at all. I tend to buy high CBD weed, like a good mix. Like this other one, Lemon G, is 13.10%. And CBD, 9.84%. For people who aren't as weed savvy as yours truly, CBD is the non-psychoactive component in weed. THC is what gets you high. CBD is more... For like inflammation and anxiety and the external benefits. THC is the internal, you know, the high part. That's the part people focus on mainly. <clears throat> Sometimes I don't enjoy that part. Um, but yeah, weed culture is very strange. One, th one respectable thing about weed culture... And this is partly because it's been illegal for all these years, and we got to watch other companies do business where I don't think people – the majority of people who smoke weed will never want to see weed turn into how what big tobacco turned into, just a, a corporate thing where – like where they put chemicals in and nicotine like that. I don't think that'll ever happen with weed because we have all these little independent weed shops here in Oregon and no one's going to want that unless it becomes incredibly convenient in which people are just going to flock towards it. <clears throat> I hate that. Everyone, like we always like to think that convenience is the best way to do something, which for the most part it is. Saving, like, what we want in life is to have more time, and convenience saves time. But how, how, like, let's, let's think about it. Like, what would turn weed into a huge corporation once it became nationally legal? That's whenever we'll start having these 
these chains that are all over the states, like like McDonald's for weed. That's where it's going to be kind of an issue, at least for the newer generations. The current generations, I think we're going to stick to, like, you know, locally grown shops, weed, weed farms and stuff. Just because it's that's the best way, man. You know what you're getting. We don't want all the added stuff. But I think there have been some stores that have been caught doing that. I think it was in Colorado. Don't take my word for it. That's that's what I heard. But I'm not going to go as far as that. Where was I going with this? Shit. This is another bad part about smoking weed. Occasionally, you forget what you're talking about. And then you convince yourself that you're going crazy. <laughs> you know, just the short-term memory loss and immediately like, oh, this is how it starts. This is this is how you get on the skits. You know, schizophrenia. Weed is very great for introspection, though. That's one of my favorite things about getting high is... It's usually, I'm either getting high with my friends or by myself. Well, duh, it's either one or the other, John. But if I'm getting high with new friends, it's a, it's kind of hard to be comfortable when you're stoned. If you're with old friends, it's super easy. When I'm by myself, that's when I have like the most introspective thoughts that help me grow as a person. And that's something people kind of brush over. But it's just, it's a lot easier to sit down and have a conversation with yourself about some of the faults in your life and where you should be in the next 10 months, the next five years, the next 10 years, you know. It, 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 it keeps you focused on what shit needs to be done. At least for me, there there are a lot of people who, and these, this is where the stereotypes come in, the people who stigmatize weed, the people who just smoke weed and just watch television and don't utilize their high time at all. Like there are, there are things that are just better when you're high. And I hate the people who are like, you know, you don't need, I don't need weed. I don't need to get high to have a good time, John. Uh, shut up, nerd. <clears throat> you don't need a lot of things to do other things. You know, you don't need a car to drive 45 minutes to the next city. You don't need one, but God damn it, just... Helps process go by so much faster. This is where convenience comes in, you know? This is one of the good parts of convenience. But, you know, you could argue that... And I'll argue, too. I'll play devil's advocate. I I love getting high on a, when I go hiking. It's it just makes the experience so much better. I can just connect with the trees and the leaves and the wind. 
it just it makes a spiritual experience on the top of a fucking mountain when you're looking down at the landscape it's just an amazing experience that everyone should experience um the bad part about that is it's hard to not get high now when i go for a hike just because it's i'm not going to be able to outdo that i i do not get high sometimes but some it it comes to mind that i'm just thinking to myself wish i had weed i wish i had a joint right now to enjoy this beautiful moment you know there's just there's weed is like a key in so many situations and without the key you just can't unlock that access that gateway you know to the next level and with hiking you know it's a good experience by itself being sober and just up in the mountains it's an amazing feeling i love it it's one of my favorite things but when you're high when you add weed to that situation it's just you unlock that gate and now you're just in this even better experience and that's the case for a lot of things uh, when it comes to weed and we could have the same talk about psychedelic drugs but I'm a big advocate for psychedelic drugs I'm one of the people who see these as tools or medicines. You know, they did tests. You can you can go and look this up. They gave veterans who were in Vietnam that had PTSD, they gave them psilocybin, which is the active chemical in mushrooms, magic mushrooms. And their their PTSD dropped significantly over 60% had positive results and no one talks about it that's such a huge study I feel like that's groundbreaking and and people still have this oh this old ass person view of looking at things even young people because their parents thought this way and they taught their kids to think this way and they never questioned it at all and you know there's still a lot of things I probably was told as a a kid that I still hold to this day and uh, I would like to know what those are I just I it's hard to identify what it is but that's a different conversation but the way we demonize these drugs as we call them you know drugs is such a loaded word because personally i consider everything to be a drug i know i talked about this in my last some episodes because i added it to my promo where i said everything's a drug but everything really is a drug everything influences our chemical flow in our head whether we're on our phones and we get a text, you know, we hear that little ring, boom, shot of dopamine just goes off. Uh, when we have sex and have a glorious orgasm, boom, shot of dopamine goes off. 
playing video games, you know, all these things that have this reward system that triggers our reward system. Everything has that. And that's something we should talk more about. Like we, we categorize, like we, we designate these indulgences as drugs and they should be taken responsibly, which they should be. Everything requires moderation, which means everything is a drug. Because when we hear drug, you know, it's something that has the potential to ruin our lives. That's like the essence of of what we think of as a drug. But everything has the potential at ruining our lives, whether it's a relationship. You know, we've all had that fucking experience with relationships where everything is shit now for however long my brain decides itself. You know, whether it's relationships, man, Elmer just went off onto this whole other personal thing. Whether it's relationships or cell phones, video games, porn, uh, hamburgers, soda, candy, working out. Working out too much can kill you. I remember, so Joe Rogan, if you don't know who Joe Rogan is, he's a comedian, UFC commentator, the former host of Fear Factor. And he has a podcast. But uh, every October, him and his buddies, his comedian buddies, they do this thing called Sober October. <clears throat> and I, I just have fun keeping up with them and looking at their Instagram posts and all this stuff because they work out and they give themselves this challenge where whoever works out the most based off of this little – this this health monitor thing that they have. The person who, who works out the most uh, gets the Sober October championship belt. And if you if you don't know Joe Rogan, you know, he's a super athlete. He, he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He works out constantly. He's one of the co-founders. I don't know if he's the co-founder of this company on it, but he, he has a his hat in the ring in this company. And, you know, he's just super athletic. So obviously he won the Sober October belt in October. But he was talking about at the end of the month at some point, his pee was like, it looked like Dr. Pepper. Like it was just super brown because he was, there was one day he worked out for five hours. And, even him, he was like, okay, I need to dial this back. I'm getting too much. Like, it got addictive to him. Maybe he didn't get addicted to him, but he just really, really wanted to, like, outperform himself. So he worked out excessively. And it was bad. He had fucking Dr. Pepper pee, man. That's, that's terrible. I don't know what it means, but it's not normal. Someone can tell me what that means. I know nothing about brown piss, and I hope to never learn anything about brown piss or experience it to where I, I Google it and terrify myself. 
ever just have like the most minor symptom ever and then you just conclude to yourself that you have cancer <clears throat> all the time i'm a hypochondriac self-proclaimed hypochondriac man i'm a hypochondriac about being a hypochondriac but did i where what was my main point everything's a drug man I feel like that's really, that's my argument. Everything can ruin your life. Weed, they they would always say that weed isn't addictive, but it is definitely addictive. It can be. The way, especially when you're younger, how you don't know how to regulate yourself. And you're being told that it's not addictive, so you smoke weed. What the, what? Uh, like, I remember someone told me, uh, dude, I smoke weed all the time, and I'm not addicted to it. And in my head, I was like, you smoke weed all the time, and you're not addicted to it. You smoke weed all the time, but you're not addicted to it. It was it was just funny. Like, you know, okay, all right, I'll let, I'll let you solve that puzzle. But, yeah, if you're smoking weed all the time, to the point where it's damaging your other activities and responsibilities, like it's sabotaging other shit going on in your life, you're addicted to it. That's what that is. You're hurting yourself and the people around you. You know, you're blowing off work. Or even just being late to work because you wanted to smoke a bowl or something. I've, I'll admit, I've, that's happened to me. I've, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but anymore, it's been years. I'm a responsible drug user. If you're a responsible drug user, no one should be able to tell you shit. And I know this conversation is going to be completely unnecessary and maybe 10 to 20 years. I'm hoping within 10 to 20 years, I'm hoping sooner where trying to defend weed just sounds silly. But there are valid arguments against it, obviously. Everything has its good and its bad. And if you can identify the good and the bad, then you you can either choose not to do it at all or just work around it. Just be responsible. It all goes back to that. But yeah, this is a this is a pretty good episode. I I tried recording three other times before this one, and it's it's usually always the fourth time where it kind of just works, where I I bring something up and I can just talk about it for twenty to thirty minutes. I don't know how long I've been doing it now. How it's been twenty seven minutes. Wow. It really flies by. That's how I know I had a good one, where I feel like it's been 10 minutes, but it's been double that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good episode. I I don't know when I'm going to show these podcasts to my Facebook friends. That's usually – that's where my concern is. Because once I promote it on Facebook – you know, that's where relatives are going to hear this. 
and they're gonna like learn things about me <laughs> and they're they're also just gonna learn that i'm I'm way more vulgar than I present myself at family gatherings. Just that alone is enough to like eh. but uh yeah, who cares twenty three it's it's I want people to know me as me, not the mask that I give them. Especially with relatives, right? They know the majority of how I am. They know I smoke weed, I'm pretty sure. The reason I know that is because I can talk about pretty much anything with them, but weed never gets brought up. Because if it did, then they would have to acknowledge that I do. So there's that. Um, They know I'm not religious. I'm agnostic. I'm sure some of them still think I'm an atheist. And there was a time when I considered myself an atheist. But I'm agnostic. That's what I am. Basically, I don't believe in God, but I don't roll him out. It's just as egotistical to say there isn't one than to say there is one. Just to be certain of whether there is or isn't, that's just, I don't want to be that guy. Why would I do that to myself? But that, that can, we, we can talk about that one in another podcast. But this one is a good one to just stick. I think I'm going to call it weed culture. Something like that. Something creative. I'm going to wait till it gets exactly at 30 minutes, and then I'll turn it off, which is... At a couple of seconds, so I'm just going to say some nonsense up until this time runs out, which is going to be right now.